Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. We're back, baby. Woo! Fist pump. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. 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 Okay, listeners. No, it's thing not. thing you don't know about Jared is that he pretends Everything. to be other people all the time, and they're always horrible, and he's always, quote, unquote, working on a Who's, new character. Who do you think that is? I, that's like... Derek. I was going to go Sorry Darryl, if your name's Derek. But Daryl. Yeah. I think Daryl's a little too old. I think Derek is young and he's Yeah, Daryl has like a 70s haircut and a mustache. Yeah, Daryl is about to get arrested. Derek <laughs> listens to Keeper's podcast with Holly and Jared. Welcome. If you are in that we are in the thick of fantasy right now. That's what I love about like we are week 8. That's we're, right. We're approaching, approaching and our league just tightened up. And um Okay, wait, time out. Time out. What? Can we get a can we get a Can we get a league update here? Sure, go for it. You got it? Yeah, who's winning? You're oh, it's me. It's still me. Wow. It's still me. Thank you very much. This one. coming. I've never seen this one. someone this happy coming off a loss. Well, I scored 121 points. But I mean, I still lost, but lost. I'm still in first. You are. Five and two. Yes. But now Jeannie and Jared are both on your heels at four and three. And Jason. Um, so... Uh, I think my team is untouchable. I, I like this week, the way it's set up, because we've got this big week eight, and then we've got this little gap for some national team action. Yep. So you're going to have a little bit of a break. So I think um, the next time you hear us after this will be something related to, you know, trades, pickups, because when you have that gap, you need to assess. Like next week is like assess my life, assess my team. Because if you're like in the cellar and you're like two and, you know, five right now, like you got to make some moves. Like you got to trade Trinity Robin to Jared or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just what, put it out there in the I universe. I don't know what you want to do. Just putting it out there. Yeah. So, but we've been gone for a couple of weeks and there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that have happened. So let's just get right into it. News time. Um, let's start it off with some positivity. Olivia Moultrie, first goal in the NWSL. So... Big ups. What do we think right. about? What do we think about this? Go Moultrie. I love it. I mean, I you know, this she had not only a goal in this game, but an assist back and forth with Sophia Smith, who is, you know, arguably one of the best in the whole league. And just it, it's it's so exciting to see what she can do. You know, she she's playing behind Sinclair. Sinclair was scratched, you know, right before start and Moultrie started. And this is what she can produce when she starts on this team. And it's it's just like, you know, what an opportunity for a young player to be surrounded by excellence and, and bring that talent and, and be able to learn. I can't wait for her to get called up to the national team. Pick up a bull in 14 fantasy leagues. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. If there's ever an overlap between the international window and NWSL play. Because she does start behind Sinclair. So when Sinclair leaves to play for Team Canada, she's going to be starting. And then she's pick-upable. I'd like interim. to see her minutes, her minutes average. I think that's what scares me the most. She's no, out. Yeah, I mean, she's coming in, you know, 
in the last 10, 20 most games. Did she start this game? I'm looking now. Yes, she played 90 minutes. Said. Okay, I wasn't listening. Oh my God, I I'm just sorry. made an entire point. I wasn't listening. <laughs> my whole effing point was this is what happens when Moultrie starts yeah. as opposed to comes in in the 80th yeah. minute. I missed the S word wow. there. I have an S word for you. I know you do. Uh-huh. You have a few four yeah. letter words for Jared. Uh, I, I love it I'm though. Now. Someone should pick her up in this league named Jason. You know, make a move. Don't you think? What was that? Your scream? Is your scream outside of our place? I have headphones on. Oh, that was weird. They're noise canceling. Yeah, I think it was a child just like yelling. Okay. We've got that around the place. You know, I found a stuffed animal, rogue stuffed animal in the garage yesterday. Really? And I... Was it eating the rogue snacks on the floor? It was some dinosaur. I picked it up and then I go to the neighbor that I know it belongs to or pretty 99% sure. Saw a stroller outside their place and just threw it on there and went upstairs. <laughs> wow. I was like, here it magically reappeared. That's sociable. <laughs> okay. Uh, Orlando pride coaches Cromwell Green, Cromwell and Green, uh, pardon me, suspended amid investigation for alleged retaliation. So Orlando Pride coaches Amanda Cromwell and Sam Green were placed on temporary administrative leave this week by the NWSL and the NWSLPA pending an investigation to a violation. Oh, it's last week, actually. Violation of discrimination, harassment, and bullying policy. So what are we looking at here? I have two points here. One, we do our podcast every other week now. So this is something that happened almost two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. There's been no update. Where's the update? Part for the course. Two... It is often the narrative that if you work in a toxic environment or you experience harassment or other types of an unsafe work environment at work as a woman, that that is uh, an occasional slash rare slash isolated occurrence. But what we're looking at here, if we use the NWSL as a microcosm to reflect the rest of society, is that nine out of 10 coaches from last year's league have either been fired or put on administrative leave at this point. And shout out to Kansas City for being the only one who hopefully didn't have a coach that sucked. But if 90% is actually the right number for this, that's just, um, I just want to make that point that we need to reframe this narrative. Reframe it into what? Reframe it into this is par. This is a common occurrence. This is what happens to everybody. So that when people come forward and gotcha. say, this is happening to me, it's not like, oh, you you must be a weirdo. This must be an isolated incident. It's like, well, no, this is common. This is endemic. We actually have to fix a systemic issue here. So does the NWSL fix this, like, within weeks, you know? I mean, this is a head coach. We're, we're talking about multiple coaches here. Like, you know, like, uh, can we, if this was, I'm just going to use a, an example. This is the NBA, and there was a coach, like, <laughs> come on. I, I know, like, the resources aren't as vast but let's make a decision or at least come out with a statement and say that it's ongoing. Right. I need an update. We need an update. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, in other news, uh, World Cup, the Men's World Cup, 2026, LA, Miami, New York, Toronto, Dallas. Pretty exciting. Yeah. And then, of course, the city, couple cities in Canada and I think a handful in Mexico. Yep. There's a whole North America World it's the Cup. the North American World That's Cup. That's really cool. Can't wait till the women do that. Well, they are, uh, news just broke that the U.S. Soccer Federation is going to apply to either host the 27 or 31 Women's World Cup. So I'm hoping if the US Men's World Cup can come to, that was unclear. Okay. But I'm hoping if the Men's World Cup can come to SoFi Stadium, that the Women's World Cup can come to SoFi Stadium, because that would be pretty cool. That would be huge. I'd be like peak Rodman. 
you get like veteran Rodman right there on the team. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh huh. I'm 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 trying to think. What is it? 2022. So you said 27 or 31. Yeah, would love 27 because you could get five years older. Uh, who would be like the elder statesman on the team if they came in 2027? Like who's your who's still there that's put in like a lot of years on the team? Oh man, you know what I, mean? I gotta pull up the the current like, roster. Like has gone. Right. It, I mean press. Like I, I mean we we're gonna get into some of that, but like uh, could be. You know what I mean? Like press. No, would it's be, gonna be like Lavelle and Haran. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see. Yeah. Elder state. Oh my god. Yeah. Haran will be such a good older player. Yeah. That's, like, just get off me. Th- those are going to be the elder states. With. Get off me. I'm going to take right. forever to get up, act like I'm hurt, and then score a goal. I miss her, especially in How fantasy. excited are you to see her play this summer yeah. with the national a lot. team? Yeah. I really we haven't talked about her. It's well, kind of a bummer. And that was like one of the original players when you and I really started first watching. Like in 15, we watched. But 19 was like the really pay attention year uh, and get to know the roster. And yeah. I really like had a soft spot for her. And I really liked her game. And I just... And it, she quickly yeah. became one of my favorite players. And I forget now halfway through this fantasy year, almost halfway, that, ah, oh, I really, f- I just miss her. Like, I mean, Portland obviously is doing okay without her right now. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, in every way. For me, that person watching her play. in 2019 was Rose Lavelle and Crystal Dunn. And I kind of feel the same way about Crystal oh, Dunn because we're not talking about her because uh, she just had her baby. So, see, the thing with her is I, I had this hope. You know, it's like, oh, she had a baby. She'll be back with Portland. She's been practicing with him. Oh, yeah. And I know Haran's on a loner, and she's supposed to be back. But, like, it just worries me when you see someone with another team. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, real quick, because I know we don't have this on our – well, we'll we'll get to it when we get to injuries. Um, okay, Kansas City. Fill me in what's going on in Kansas City. There's a $135 million investment in the team. like, And, like, I saw Mahomes' name on there. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, so this is pretty spectacular. So the 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 main owners of the Kansas City team are um, Chris and Angie Long, who are investment bankers, and Brittany Mahomes, who is uh, one half of the Mahomes duo that is also Patrick Mahomes' quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs. And the, the three, Chris and Angie Long and Brittany Mahomes, um, are really making an investment in the Kansas City Current. They are unveiling a new training center. Um, I think it, it it was set to unveil this week, and it's a $15 million training center. And then they are also, you know, it's a 17,000 square foot facility. Um, and then they're also unveiling plans to build a $120 million purpose-built for the NWSL soccer stadium on the riverfront in Kansas City and I'm I'm looking at the rendering of it right now. It looks gorgeous. Kind of reminds me of actually where ACFC plays in in its kind of shape and, and presentation. You know, it's oriented with a view. It's got open air. Um I just think it's it's really um it's a great indicator of the momentum and the popularity and the the possibility for revenue generation in the NBOSL, because if you're willing to commit $135 million in capital to building facilities, you're taking your investment seriously. Good point. You know what this reminds me of then? What? Reminds me that I'm glad that they left Utah because I don't know who in Utah is making this investment. Um, I mean, there are some high level, you know, athletes and, you know, banking people in that town, but there is a tech outpost in Provo where I believe there's like some software money. Anyway, I don't don't know if Rudy Gobert is making, uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm no bashing Rudy Gobert, but maybe, I don't know. He'd probably make an investment in France or something, but 
that was my deep dive, NBA deep dive. I probably led people astray. But I'm loving this. And when I mean, what is this? You said two ba- two who were the two women that were on the list? Two bankers. They were like a husband and wife couple. Husband and wife couple that are what? They're investment bankers. Investment okay, we're talking yeah. investment bankers and one half of the Mahomes family of a high profile athlete, like more eyes on this thing yep. and that much cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing good things. And you know what? Kansas City, sneaky good stadium town. Uh, the Royals, they have like a waterfall. I feel like it's like one of the cities that like embraces like this outdoors. I don't well, it's know one what of the World is. Cup cities for the men's tournament. That's the reason I picked it. Yeah. So uh, all good things. Um, hopefully the team can come around and I mean, they're hanging in there. So uh, hopefully they can continue to put a good product out there as well. Um, what we got? Oh yeah. Oil rain. Are we getting right into the oil rain? Is this our, going to our signings? Are we going to talk about the Olympic roster first? Oh, my bad. Yeah, let's get the Olympic roster. I think I moved that around. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I closed it. Oh, so, CONCACAF Championships roster yeah. was released. Uh, uh, Vlatko has, you know, called up some maybe kind of unexpected or surprised people that haven't practiced necessarily in the past. And there's a couple of, of notable snubs. Kristen Press and Tobin Heath uh, are not on the roster, which frankly surprised me, particularly in press's case i didn't see a lot of like team chemistry with tobin in the last olympics between everybody else but in press's case i mean she was like the most consistent goal scorer for you know all of the international games last year so that that surprised me um things that i love to see are uh naomi girma first round draft pick for san diego wave out of stanford who plays center back and is really awesome getting her first call up i think that's I was kind of like thinking she would be in the gen- next generation, but you know, she's, she's called up now. So that's exciting. Taylor Korniak also from San Diego wave, getting her first call up uh, largely on the basis of her partnership with Alex Morgan and how great she's been looking lately with both Orlando and San Diego. Yep. And just like the, par- the partners in crime. True. True. And, um, Interesting uh, call-ups for the uh, additional players, kind of um, alternate roster. Carson Pickett gets her first call-up. Defending left back for North Carolina. Super excited to see that. Um, She's currently the person in the league who has created the most chances as a defender, although she is still not doing my fantasy team much good because uh, North Carolina is failing to keep clean sheets. (laughs) Yeah, but she wasn't better than the defender I started. Um, tied, tied. Sam Coffey from the Portland Thorns and, and then Jalen Howell, not unexpected from racing Louisville. I'd like to take you to task about this. When you kind of went over the whole Tobin and press thing, I go, oh, I'm not surprised about Tobin. Remember ah. She was injured forever. And then she came in last year, like the first game and scored from like, just scored from so far away. And it was like, Oh, Tobin's back. Like, okay. But then I post that, I just didn't see a lot of chemistry from her. I didn't see a lot of passing. I didn't see a lot of like, That's not her you game. know, I saw a lot of like, I'm Tobin and I'm just going to take the opportunity to try to go cool. around people, even when I can take the extra pass. And it, it wasn't as fruitful as I feel like it has been in the past. And I just didn't, I didn't like it. How much of this is BS? You know how coaches like to, okay, press is injured. So but she wasn't can, before I know, the but call. Coke, but he, she was injured when his quotes came out. So how much is this just motivation to keep those great players great? If it is Honestly, it's shitty, it's no, a shitty mindset for a coach. I don't to think do. so. Cause I, maybe I they're do. talking to Tobin and press behind the scenes going, 
you, this is what I think. This is purely what I think. I just think they're always in communication. We have someone like Tobin who's been on the team for decades at this point, feels like, and probably, right, a dozen years. And then you have someone like Press who's been so strong. He's probably talking to him going, okay, Tobin, you, you're coming off an injury again. There's no reason to put you in these games. So you're going to be on the roster. And I'm looking at the forwards. It's like, Hatch, you're out. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Even someone like maybe Mitch Purse, maybe Purse, yeah, maybe Rodman, maybe. But like you do, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, the World Cup comes, and we have games closer to twenty twenty three, and Tobin and Press are right back in there. And so I just think it's get these players. They coaches do this, get them minutes right now, and then okay, the next. I haven't heard, I haven't seen any quotes on Tobin yet from Blacko. So. I think she's on the team. She's so good. It's possible. I just think, I feel like last year was that year. All of the, you know, World Cup and Olympic players who are veterans were taking a rest. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Rapino gets on the team and he was talking about how, you know, Rapino, like they're talking about club performance, press, and Rapino, okay. But Rapino's on the team because she's like the one. You know, it's like Carly Lloyd status at this point now. Well, I don't know what I'm trying I to mean, say. I mean, who else do you want to kick a penalty kick? No one. Exactly. So it's exciting. Can't wait for games. Yeah. Uh, first game is on June 25th. All right. So that'll be fun. Uh, we'll be getting into some signings. Let's do it. Oh, Rain. Let's start with the, the just, let's get this. Jordan, how do you say it? Hatima from PSG. They signed her. So what are we looking at? I mean, we, we're going to get into more OL Rain signings, but uh, what do we think? 21 years old. She's a forward. So they're getting, they're just stacking up on forward. Should we just go over both right now? Are yeah. we going there? Yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, okay. Let's just, talk let's about just it. go into it. Yeah. Uh, Tobin Heath. Right. Okay. So Tobin Heath and Hatima both signed with OL Rain. Um, let me get into the nitty gritty with Tobin Heath here. So that's the big news this week is that there's all these rumors forever. Why am I buzzing? You hearing this? Again, noise canceling. Technical issue. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking the, at their... Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say what, she's, what she ahead. signed for. So she signed with Earl Rain. Um, it was for uh, 50K in allocation money, a second round pick, and a natural fourth round pick in the 2023 draft. So once again, Louisville just stocking up on draft picks and allocation money to make some kind of big signing and the next, they're just stocking up. So I love what they did. Okay, um, side note, who's going to be the big signing for Louisville? I don't know. They've got all time in the world to figure that out. Like look how stacked OL Reign is now with like, let's get into this. Right. So they're, they're currently running like a, I don't know, like a four-five-one, basically, where they've got four defenders, two defensive mid, three offensive mid, and then Balser, a striker out out up top. And you know that's with Rapino not starting, so there's also Rapino in this mix. And then now we have Jordan, now we have Tobin, and we also have Kim Little. So. I mean, where where are we going with the starting lineup? What are the possibilities okay, here? Speaking what of where we're like? going, are we diving into this now and come back to injuries? Because we got some big injuries to talk about. And you want to talk about Tobin right now? Just just do it. You tell me. Let's talk I, Tobin. I, I thought you went there. Yeah, let's talk Tobin. Okay. Let's like go dive deep dive into Tobin. All right. So fantasy-wise, I really think this hurts someone like Allie Watt, who is young and coming on. 
and plays the outside as a forward. So I think fantasy-wise, that's really going to kill her numbers. Now, we've seen Lavelle. I think Lavelle's a strong enough player where I think the front could be like Balser, Lavelle, Fishlock, Heath, and then have Rapino on the bench still. Um, Because Tobin's available to come by June 20th, which is a few days. So fantasy-wise, I think Watt takes a hit. I don't know if... I actually think... I don't think Lavelle takes a hit. You know, I think Balser might take a hit. Tobin is very ball-dominant. Um, She's a ball-dominant forward. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's going to help someone like Balser, who's already been streaky. Like, she started off hot and just kind of just been down the middle. Eh. So I think it could hurt someone yeah, like Balser. I mean, she needs, like, a fishlock or even a rapino from the wing to, to feed her a really good pass. Yeah. yeah. And I think... Tobin's going to play more minutes. Like you look at Tobin's going to come in and I think it's someone that's going to give him 60 minutes. Rapino right now is someone that's like, maybe she comes off the bench for 20 or 30, but Tobin's going to come in there and have, this is why I dropped Megan Rapino in our league. I dropped her. It was down to her Onomonu, but Onomonu is the key person, key striker on a team that is struggling offensively, which we'll get into later. But I was, didn't want two players on the same team, which we'll also get into later. But um, the point I'm trying to make is if you're out there in fantasy world and you have it, just pick up Tobin Heath, drop someone on your bench and pick her up because it's she's going to be too valuable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at this lineup and I'm trying to think what they're going to do. And it's it's maybe Balzer gets less minutes, right? Maybe yep. there's, you know, maybe there's... Tobin, Kim Little, and Jordan up in front and, and Balser subs in or, you know, and then Rapino subs in, like you said, for 20 minutes on a wing and then Allie Watt subs in on the other wing. And I think they're going to go, you know, maybe with like Lavelle Fishlock and Quinn in mid and Olivia Vanderjagt is going to get less minutes out of that as well. What about Huerta? I mean, she's such a forward playing I know she plays right back player. though, and so she's fine because she's always she's she's owning that position currently. So yeah, she's just saying... going to be like another. She's going to be like Kelly O'Hara to Tobin Heath on the national team during the World Cup, where you know O'Hara came way up to feed passes in. But I know. feel like Huerta is a much different player than O'Hara. I mean, like, I think she's an even better. Yeah, but does Lavelle take that off? Did does Lavelle take the forward movement? from Huerta away if they're playing the same side. Or even if they're not, like, I don't know. Did they become a more aggressive offensive team and even more of a juggernaut? Or does it just be like I think it just the Lavelle on, and, and, and Heath show? Team chemistry. I think it's one of those two things. I think if there's, I think that... And Fishlock could see more assists. I think if there's Lavelle and Heath, then there's like two really deadly veterans on this team and they're harder to defend. And then that just opens up more chances for everyone. Yeah. That either a Huerta or a Fishlock could feed into. Yeah, all good things. Either way, she should be picked up in your league, like immediately. Just figure out a way. I was up last night and no one else was around talking in our fantasy chat. So I uh, made the pick up. But we our, our original segment was going to be where we wanted her to go. Is there any team that you wanted her? Like, because there was rumors, OL oh, well, Rain was talking and there was big rumors there. And so she went there. But was there anyone you really wanted her to see play for? I mean, obviously, we need her in L.A. I know. I had the, I had the L.A. I had the... so Yeah, break it down. Well, I wanted L.A. to trade their first round 2023 pick and 25 to 50K in allocation for Heath. Um, 
I, mean, I did not know it was going to cost two picks, but I think that's the same value. Yeah, two and four. Two is the and same four value for a one. one, and I think it's better actually too. Yeah. What? Which one? Two one? and four is better than. I don't know about that. Fifty k, a first round pick. Like, look at the. I mean, there's. A, well, here you go. So, um, both teams in that case need offense. ACFC and Louisville, and so I think Tobin could have given it to ACFC right away. Um. Yeah, you're gonna be losing on talent in the draft. Like last year's first round already has seen like tons of rewards like Germa and Howell or Donez and Bennett that are really good. So but I think LA winning sooner than later is key, especially for what they're building. Um I don't know why. I just uh, no, I agree. When they I see have, someone gotta, yeah, available like that, they need to they need to keep rolling. So it may be short sighted, but on the I just love seeing like a healthy press Heath on the front line next year with Sarah Gordon on D coming back. And, and I, I think Tobin would have a few years Potentially Julie Ertz as well. Y- yeah, that's right. Julie Ertz, good mm-hmm. point. Um, so I think that would have been great. But I'm not, this is pipe dream stuff. I also thought she would have been fun on Gotham because Gotham is our, was already down a fourth-round pick for 2023 when they got uh, Yokoyama. Uh, but their offense is horrible right now. And I think Tobin would have been that, like, injection they needed. Um, yeah. I mean, they've only scored two goals since the first game. They had three goals and two goals. So I think New York's a big market. So you don't run into the whole like, oh, I got uh, my rights by Louisville. I'm not playing. Like it would have been a big market. You th- I think you would have got Tobin for a few years like LA. Um, I would have loved to see her playing up front with Mewis, Purse, and Onomonu. I think she would have been a great veteran leader, which is what I think the team is missing. And it's really weird saying that when you have Mewis and Purse, but I think there's some stability there um, up front. And yeah. after they lost Carly Lloyd. You know, it's an interesting point about stability. I just think that like either one of these ideas would have been better than OL Reign because you're you're building a legacy in both of these places. And I just feel like OL Reign wants to leverage their part, you know, their their partnership in France and and just like but they just funnel in people for a year or a half a season to try to, you know, get a championship. And it didn't work last year. You know, you you have problems with like teams gelling, team yep. chemistry, like the the you know kind of journey level players getting pissed off because what are they working for? They're just going to sub in the next star from overseas. You know, I just I don't I, I don't agree with OL Reign's operating strategy at a high level, and I think that like it's not um like it's just not building anything. It's just another like. I like what you're bringing up. Star here. pick. This is that's a really good point because I now I really now I like it even more because you get Washington who won the whole thing last year, who seems to be building like this stability, like O'Hara, Sonnet, Kingsbury backline. Right. And you got Rod, and you, and you got Rodman and Sanchez and Hatch. This is our team. Right. Come get Sullivan some. in the middle. Right. But I love the short sighted team seeing if they can build something for it with all these legends. So it's kind of like, no, I love it because you get the, the contrast. So you go, I don't like can it. OL Reign topple last year's young champs? You, Lavelle, super experience, Heath, Rapino. I mean, what's more fun to see a final? I know we're going, getting away from fantasy, but to see a final where you get like Rodman, Sanchez, and Hatch going against Lavelle, Rod, uh, Lavelle, Balser, uh, Rapino, Heath. Like it would just be, you know, Huerta, like, Fishlock, last year's MVP, like, let's go. Um, they do have the young goalie, uh, Tullus Joyce, which is cool. Like, they're building something there. 
But I, I like what you bring up, that they're just kind of like going for it. But before they gave her a shot this year, they just had like her on the bench and, you know, subbed out Buhati and I love it. whatever, you know, it's Buhati, same strategy. another one, like just bring him in. And who was last year on my fantasy team that I loved? I'm completely forgetting her name. She was great. And they don't have her this year. Goalie? No, a, oh. a forward or midfielder. Anyway. Um, oh, um, I know. Eugenie Le Sommier. Oh, yeah, Le, Le Sommier. Yeah, yeah, she was great. And it's like, oh, she's gone. But you're right. No yeah, chemistry. Yeah, exactly. And so then it's like you have to rebuild the whole team. You're not used to playing with each other. You don't have that but trust. But isn't it fun seeing legends try to figure it out on a short clock? Like, I like that. I just have, in any sport, I'm not a fan of like, you Buy know. It. Like, it, it's so, it's oh, hard. Yankees? You throw a bunch of alphas together yeah. and like, does the chemistry work? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Miami Heat, 2011, <laughs> I think. LeBron, Wayne, okay. Bosch. 12-year-old example. It. Wow. Uh, 11. Okay. So <laughs> let's get in. We mentioned, I want to talk about this this press stuff. Yeah. Kristen Press, torn ACL. Ugh. I mean, it's devastating. And it's Brutal kind of- for fantasy. I went into work and then looked it up. And then this woman I work with comes in and she just looks, she looks at me. She's like, ah, pressy. She just goes, ah, do you hear about pressy? And I'm like, oh, one, it made me just happy because I was working at a network not to be named uh, for another sport. And someone walked in and immediately started about women's soccer. And so it made me happy that like it was front of mind. Someone we ran into in France too when we were there. That was really cool. But it's just devastating because I was just reading it. And it didn't, you weren't sure because that happens all the time. She was playing against Louisville, like 60th minute or so. And she runs off the field or walks off the field kind of thing. And that's how it is with ACLs. Like, it's just like, oh, you don't know if it's a tweak or then the next day, oh, she's out for the year. She's mm -hmm. gone. So thoughts? I mean, we got to talk about fantasy with this. Well, I think for fantasy, it's it's especially crushing because you know, I feel like at this point, at least, you know, maybe in other leagues is different, but in our league, I feel like the, the real solid offensive prospects are tapped out at this point. And there's some up and comers that are just not getting enough minutes to be viable pickups. And so what you're really looking at is, you know, people like honestly, the overseas transfers that the UL rain is bringing in yep. and hopefully they're, you know, they're, they're going to get more minutes and bring some sort of offensive spark that you can get points off of. Or if you don't have Nadine picked up in your league yet because she was injured, you should probably grab her Especially after tonight. right now off the waiver brace. wire because she just scored a brace uh, and she's definitely back. Yeah, I I think this might, it's going to, they already can't score. And I just picked up McCaskill a few weeks ago. Um. I mean, can they still play this this four five one look that they've been, they've been doing? Like they've been going with the the five midfielders. Essentially, I call them five midfielders, but it's like Indo, McCaskill, Weatherholt, Ricaro, and Taylor, and then press up top. Like, can you do? I don't think you have anyone that is going to replace her skill wise. And I think I don't know if you can mid season change this up. No, absolutely um, not. I mean, I think it's going to open up, you know, opportunity for Breslin to maybe get more yeah. minutes and it's gonna yeah i mean i think you know i mean but it's like mccaskill's really really sinking into like owning her role as running the offense but like now who is she gonna like who is she running the offense for right you've got endo yeah, because um press, you, you don't have yeah. lucy up top anymore because she's playing right back while well, spencer is injured you, how long maybe that's something you 
that could change quickly. Well, yeah, if Spencer comes back at her position, then Lucy will move back up top. But again, Lucy is the Nichelle Prince of ACFC. It's like she always looks good. She's always in the mix, but she's never converting. Wow, harsh words. Just saying. Um, but serious bummer. I mean, we're going to miss her next time and the offenses. So if you've got people on Angel City, see if there's anyone in your league. This is my advice. See if there's anyone in the league that's going to bite. Like McCaskill's had some big weeks. Let's see if someone will just bite. She's had big weeks and press I mean, is injured. So you did offer me McCaskill for Carson Pickett straight up. I did. And uh, I am considering it. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, it wasn't a real offer. I didn't come at you like I did Jason. Like, hey. Yes, you take- did. You 100% did. Don't even try. I'm just waiting to decide. Casco won I, me I'm my s- week last week. It's really hard. I'm still evaluating whether or not I need more offense or defensive support on my team. And then I will get back to you. All right. Well, let's talk about some offensive support. I want to dive into this fantasy problem that's been percolating um, near the top. The top of my brain? How dumb does that sound? Um, for a while, I want to talk about this whole Gotham bullshit. Preach. Um, their offense stinks. And if you have Christy Mewis and or Midge Purse, Purse, like I do, or Anamanu, like you do, you're frustrated. And yeah. honestly, it's kind of weird. I'm like maybe the least frustrated with Anamanu recently because she's averaged like nine points a week, which I'm not, I'm not like mad at. But if you got Mewis or Purse, like that's someone you're hoping that like flirts with 20 and they're not giving it to you. So I, I wanted to look into it and I looked into last year. Look at these similarities. So in 2021, in the first six games, they scored six goals. In 2022, the first six games, five goals. Okay. Most goals in a single game last year in the first six, three. This year, three. So they had one big game and a lot of nothings. Yeah, so, And then I was looking into it last year after six games. Didn't have more crosses. No crosses. No, they didn't have more crosses against any of their opponents. None. This year, they have more crosses in just one game. It was they won, It was 17 to 12 against Kansas City. A game they still lost one to nothing. So I'm looking. They added Christy Mewis, who it creates opportunities for offenses. But she needs someone to create for. You know, she was on, it was perfect with her and Daly. So right now, Gotham's primarily playing a 4-2-3-1, which is a little less attacking-oriented than what she played in Houston, she being Christy Mewis, which was a 4-3-3. So Mewis is obviously one of the best players in the league, and I don't think they're using her to her best ability. I would agree with that. I think she's more dangerous when she's like an attacking midfielder because she can, like you said, create chances in the offense, but then she can come up and finish. And in this current formation, she's really functioning more like a winger. And, um, you know, I just, they're not using her capability in transition and, and in playmaking as, as well as they could be. Well, this is a team that's valued defense for a few years. Like this organization values defense. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Um, but for fantasy, it sucks, but I mean, they're stacked on defense. Like they signed Harrison Krieger who are both playing great, you know, and you've got Freeman who's battled injuries. Who's great. Didasco. And then, uh, and Dorsey. And Dorsey, like right. they're just stacked. Yeah. So it's a defensive team. They built it that way in the off season, even more, even with signing Christy Mewis. So, um, but I think they need to play a four, three, three. I don't think Onomonu is like 
an Alex Morgan. I mean, no one is, but like, I don't think you can expect her to just run that nine and be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good insight because I think that, you know, I don't want to, she's, she was more interesting last year when she wasn't expected to play way out in front so much, you know, when she was in, in more of a mix of maybe not just waiting for, you know, a ball to be, you know, lobbed up to her and take a shot, but to, to be passing and to be, you know, maybe coming in from, from the wings and creating chances there. Well, not to mention what Carly Lloyd, like, took off of everybody. Right. It's understated. It's just how much a player of that caliber takes off, even if, like, she was a vet, but she was playing arguably her best soccer last year, and that takes pressure off everybody. You right. imagine Carly Lloyd with Christy Mewis? Like, that's exactly what would be great, like, for this team. But Oh, yeah, 100%. Mewis needs a star scoring forward. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, yeah. star scoring forward to play off of her, like, daily. Now they're not they don't come cheap, but I mean, figure it out. Now for fantasy, it just stinks. Like it's someone like I you could sell Mewis or Purse high, I think, still. I think you could. And I don't know if you want to. Maybe I should. That's actually a great idea. Noted. You might have some buyers. Noted. But I think this team's been too defensive or Open defensive to oriented for too long. And here's what I think. I would like to see this team lure Sydney LaRue out of Orlando. That's what I want to see. LaRue, Limelight, New York City, Bright Lights. I think she's built for it. She's a star. She's, what is it, waddling, wailing? Flailing. Flailing in, in Orlando. Like, what's going on <laughs> down there? I mean, Orlando's got no D. They lose Morgan. They lose Corniak. They're just, I don't know what's going on down there. And I think if they could give Orlando some draft picks and some allocation money. That's the perfect team to trade with. And that's what I'd like to see. And fantasy wise too, because I do have LaRue on my, on my team and I start her most weeks, but uh, I think I'd be more excited if she was playing alongside Mewis. Honestly, I think she'd be more excited too. I think we'd see like a whole, you know, renaissance from her and a lot more fire. Yeah. If she had those pieces. How about that trade of. piece? Are you, are you in like, wouldn't you be pumped to see LaRue just end up on Gotham? Yeah. I'm in. Like, let I, Orlando I reload. I hate when there's like one star. I think you need to be in the front office. I should. Yeah. Yeah, I should be. There. Let's move to Florida. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's go. Um, and my last little stat is, do you think anyone on that team right now is a top fantasy, top 15 fantasy player offensively? It's borderline. Yeah. And that's not the way it should be. With no. two national team players. Yeah. Well, that's, who, okay. So let's talk about who is great in fantasy then. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, a single person? No. Okay. Doubles? Let's talk combos. Let's talk best fantasy combos. Now, you know when you're drafting and all of a sudden you're in the first round, you go, oh my God, I got Trinity Rodman. And then you're in the second round, you're like, oh, but Sanchez is there. I'll get Sanchez. And uh, this happens a lot in fantasy football where you're like, I got too many players in like the same team. Like there's only so many points to go around. I'm a little nervous. But we, Holly and I wanted to do like a deep dive on who are the best fantasy combos in yeah, the league. Because best case, you're getting, you know, you're double dipping. You're getting assists and goal points. Yeah, or you have someone who's really good defensively and you're getting that as well. You're getting clean sheet points and you're, or did we, t did we say no defense? We did offense. We did just offense? This round, yeah. Okay, yeah, just but, offense. But point well taken. Uh, I probably snuck some defense in there. But you did. So gut, gut, <laughs> when you're saying who's the best? I mean, 
you you went to my I went gut. no goalie. My, my I think gut I said, would have been. I think I said no goalie. That's by the right. Way. You went no goalie. Yeah, but my, fine. my gut would have been looking at Sanchez and Rodman and seeing seeing what the production was there. Yeah, that's that's where I would go immediately. I and then start, I thought, and I'll, then I thought maybe, you know, is it like? Well, sticking with the same team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could also go like Sanchez Hatch yeah. or Rodman Hatch, and then I'm also thinking like. Um, I'm looking at Portland Thorns because they're so productive, and I'm like, you know, who's in the midfield that's a pairing with Sophia Smith? And, you know, that's that's where my head is at if I'm thinking about, you know, best fantasy pairs. Who's your best combo then? Like, who's your, who are you voting for? Like, if you had one, co- if you had a combo of all the combos, who do you want on your team? Who do you want right now? Week eight, going into week eight, rest of the year, which one do you want? Yeah. Uh, Smith and someone. Sinclair? See, I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean, that's the obvious choice. To me, it would have been midfield to to forward. Hell no. All right, break it down. Smith has 132 points in our league. Yes, I know. After eight games. And Sinclair (laughs) has 85 after seven. Doing some math, that's a 14.46 average between the two per week, which is really good. You know, guaranteed. It's just like that they're each average, like not as a combo. Like if they were a single unit, they're getting 14.46 average. Right. So you're getting, if you have both of them, you're getting getting 29 points. So that's unmatched. The the next best on our list was that I could think of was Lavelle and Huerta, which is 12.56. And then actually Morgan and Corniak. I went back and had to do some math because I just picked up Corniak. And so I had to go back and look. But it's so lopsided with Morgan scoring 145 and Corniak 66. And coming in fourth, at least on my short list, is Rodman and Sanchez with 10.18. Rodman and Hatcher down with 8.61 and, and so forth. And I, I had other ones that are on the fringe, like Lavelle and Fishlock. And then there's Daly and Prince. I didn't even run Prince's numbers because he's had one giant game. But Daly and Prince's numbers are probably close to Rodman and, and Sanchez's. They're probably not far off, but a little more uh, lopsided there with, you know, week by week. So. But if you were to, so you were to say, like, you have Smith right now. Right. So do you go for the combo or is it something you, like, go away? Are you shying away from, like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you had Sinclair, like, would you go for Sinclair and get someone off your team to go for the combo? I, I don't know if I'm gunning for them. I think there's only a couple that I'm really going for. That I'm excited about. Week no, to week. no, I think I would honestly. I mean, I've said in the past that Sinclair has been very sporadic. Like she's volatile in terms of fantasy because she's, you know, she's quiet until she's not, you know, and she's just she's super no, she's accurate, so good. but she's just very. You're never efficient, taking out of your so lineup. she's not going to take a ton of shots because she just doesn't waste any time or movement. Um, but I think she's been even better this year than she was last year, you know, um, insanely and. Yeah, I would definitely trade for Sinclair and put Smith and Sinclair in my lineup. So, do you have your lineup up right now? Bring it up because I want to give you like a. Um, yeah, I got it. A scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have Smith. Yeah. You have Lavelle. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather add Huerta to that list because she's a valuable defensive player Ooh. and you've been looking for that? Yeah. Okay. Or would you rather add Sinclair to that list to get that balance, weekly balance? near the bottom of your, your offensive lineup. Um, I'd rather add Sinclair. Okay, but who are you getting rid of to get her? 
Sullivan. Cool. You making that trade straight up? I would make that well, trade Sullivan. straight up. I mean, Sullivan. I mean, come on, give me something juicier than that. All right, a purse. You'd give up purse for Sinclair? Yes. You think Jeannie would go for that? I don't know if she wants purse again on her team after last year. I don't know. Gee, let me know. Holla. After listening to this podcast, too, after how much we talked up purse. I mean, even though, you know, Huerta scored 50 points in one week. That's a lot. Yeah, I, I just... I and mean, Smith. Smith scored me 50 <laughs> points last week. Uh, where, do, where do you put, I want to go, but, but oh, I think, sorry. you know, I've got, you know, I've got 2.5 defenders and I can always use more offense. Half defender. Well, <laughs> I'm calling, calling Tyler Lucy the 0.5 because she's only playing that position because Spencer is out. What do you do with this Morgan Corniak? Like, is that, that valuable? Like right now their, their, their value is a no, combo. It's above overhyped. Robin and Sanchez. I, I think that's overhyped. I think I just Morgan's on fire. I mean, Morgan's she's on fire. The best fantasy is she? Wait, well, she's not. She's right there with Smith. They're yeah. pretty much neck and neck. Yeah, because they she's played an extra game, but she got thirteen more points. So it's pretty much the same. Yeah. But I mean, does Morgan bump up the value of a Corniak combo like to the no. point where it's more no. valuable than Rodman and Sanchez? Like, is that a combo? No, you no, wouldn't because Corniak just uh, like she needs another year to incubate. Rodman and Sanchez don't. Okay, incubate. I like that. We had little chicks when I was in elementary school where they <laughs> so were being incubators. Why yep. is that a thing? <laughs> so you can, I don't know. Why are the chicks there? Because uh, it's fun to watch eggs turn uh, into chickens. I love animals. Um, <laughs> uh, you want to get bold? Let's get bold. I did no prep for this. All right. Well, let's let's recap your bold <laughs> prediction from last time. Oh shit! Time. I didn't even write it down. I really okay. Please help me recap because all right. It's time for oh yeah. Jared's <laughs> that uh, was Jeff. Jess Fishlock scores over twenty points versus Chicago. Oh, was that a single game? What As did you get? getting one goal, two shots on goal, three shots, two tackles, and two key passes, or one assist, okay. two shots on goal, three shots, four tackles, and three key passes. What did Jess Fishlock? Do last You're gonna, week. Can we? We should go back two weeks when we. Okay. No, okay. Go. We'll go back. Two no. Weeks. No. No. It's fine. All right. It's fine. No, yeah. No. We'll go good. back two weeks. Just to remember, while Holly's gonna probably make a fool of me, <laughs> is that uh, on our last show we both we all picked who was going to finally pick it up and start scoring some points, and Corniak was on that, and she hadn't scored yet, and she got a brace one game. We also picked Murph. Who did you put on that list? We we I think we went like four for five right. with our picks, by the way. So go back and listen because we okay. were spot on. Even Groom picked it up. Okay, so just Fishluck in week seven did have one goal. Uh was it one game? One shot on goal. Yeah, it was. One shot. Okay. Yeah. Wait and a minute. one tackle for a whopping like teens? Thirteen. Okay, points. thirteen. Womp, but that's womp. not okay, that's not a womp womp. <laughs> That's I a half win because she scored finally. Give me the half point. Go no. the, hey, good job. Hey, good. <laughs> How about that? That's as much as you By get. By the way, I'm looking at the rundown last week. What what uh, ACSC takes number one spot. That's my prediction for this week. Oh, this is the, oh, sorry. Yeah. I just ruined You're your spot. <laughs> what, what's this sound bite? You're looking at the rundown for this week because we're doing the show for this week. That's why that rundown is up. So that's why my prediction for this week is on the rundown for this week, is, which is what you're looking at. Here we go. <laughs> uh, what was yours last week? I don't even know. Uh, it's it's TBD because it's Nashville gets an expansion team oh, for 2023. That's such a Holly pick. That is the most. Well, holly why pick. why are you saying that with no. such scorn? That's that's fucking sound such, business analysis no, right there. This is not what people listen to the show for business analysis. This is such a Holly pick where you go. 
I don't want to commit to a player because I'll pick five of them. So I'll just say that uh, this this news is going to happen sometime, and then it's going to drop in the next two I years, and you're going to go way more oh, interesting than this person is going to score this many points next week. Nashville's got a team. Two years later, what do you All got right. this week? You're, you're going to buy me a drink in Nashville when uh, when they get an expansion team. I don't saying. know if I want to go back. Well, you're going to go back anyway. Okay, so. Put on your boots. Uh, ACFC, you think number one spot? Takes the number. That's my bold prediction this week. So they got to beat all rain. Yeah. And you got to have San Diego to lose? Yeah. That's big. And Portland. Portland wow. has to lose. Wow. Wow. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see them win it's on the bold. road. It's my bold prediction. Yeah. yeah. And it's before Tobin gets there. So there's no Tobin injection there. Um, I was looking at this. We got the big CBS game, and I kind of want to highlight that because they're really pumping it. You got Gotham, and you got San Diego, and I and I think I think this is the Gotham. I know I just talked them, but I really think the coaching staff looks at their and says we've got to do something. They're going to listen to this podcast. I think Gotham upsets San Diego. That's an upset. Well, I hope you're right because that would help my uh, bolt prediction dreams come true. Yeah, and you know what, Mewis, two assists bold okay that's pretty bold right that's bold that's pretty bold yeah <laughs> i hope you're right because i'm playing you this week and i could really use those points because Mewis is in my starting lineup oh yeah who By do i way. have get bold with predictions it's time for bold predictions okay um we are playing this week and as we break down the show should we go off the air with this song this week? I think we should. Let's do it. It feels right. It does. Yeah. Um, I've got Pew, Daly, Dabinia, LaRue, Fishlock, Didasco, Kingsbury. Sounds like points. By the way, on my bench, I could still make moves. McCaskill, Heath, Onomonu, Corniak. Waiting for Sam Mewis to get healthy. Holly, who do you got? I got Hatch, Smith, Carolyn, Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Tyler Lucy at D, and Fallon Tullis Joyce in goal. Um, feeling good about that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Lucy might move up, so you might be playing picket. I might be playing picket. Yeah. Well, good luck to everyone this week. Thanks for joining us. That was a fun show. I really like breaking it down uh, and what Gotham should do. And so basically, I should be the GM of Gotham and Orlando. That's our takeaway for this week. Yep. Yep. Good luck in your games this week, everyone. And uh, see you in a couple weeks. What would... <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought some horrible pun was coming, and thank you so much for just saying see you in a couple of weeks. That just bye bye.